You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Family, friends, fans, and foes. It's time once again for Never Sleeps Network's Talk and Wrestling. And I'm your host, Casey Corbin. Thank you for joining us today on the podcast. But before we get to the podcast, you know what you got to do. You got to hit us up on all those social media outlets. Go to the Twitter right now on the Twitter at TNWPod and uh, give us a follow, give us a like. Like a response, do something. Go to Instagram. Instagram. We were at Talking Wrestling uh, Instagram. Or no. What? Wait, 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 what? On Instagram, we were at Talking Wrestling Podcast. Check us out there. Uh, recently, I just posted uh, a picture of a very special place in Vegas that is very wrestling related. Go to my Instagram right now at Talking Wrestling Instagram or Talking Wrestling Podcast on Instagram and check out to see what I'm talking about. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook. Uh, give us a follow or a liking. We have a Facebook page, uh, Talking Wrestling on Facebook. Uh, we are also, um, where else are we? We're all over the place. Spotify, give us a follow or a like or, or put us on a list on Spotify. Uh, we are also on iTunes. Rate, review, subscribe. Uh, you give us a five-star rating and a favorable review, and we will send you a wrestling postcard from the 80s, 1984. Pick your favorite wrestler from 84. If you don't have one, find one and tell us who, and we will get that postcard to you in 2020. In hindsight, you should have did this yesterday. And yesterday, I mean by last year. But it's 2020, so does hindsight even matter anymore? Anyways, as I was saying, folks... Uh, where else can you find us online? Uh, we are on the Twitter. We are on the Instagram. We are on the Facebook. We are on Spotify. Uh, we are on uh, uh, every. Uh, oh, drop us a Gmail. <clears throat> Later on this year, we'll be doing our annual Q and A episode. So uh, you might want to drop us a Gmail, ask a question, and uh, perhaps we'll get a get a chance to answer that question in the upcoming Q and A later on this year. So with that said, we are now uh, ready to go to uh, our interview for today. Uh, today's episode is with an independent wrestler uh, from out in Vancouver. Her name is Sloan, and uh, we're hearing her story today on the show. And I do believe that Sloan is in studio right now with, uh, with interviewer Casey Corbin. That's me. And, uh, and uh, we'll throw to that right now. So, uh, Casey, if you're in studio and ready to go, uh, take it away and have a good show. Folks, uh, with me at this time right now uh, is my guest for this week. Uh, a few weeks back on the Chris Gordon show, a.k.a. Chris Gorgeous, a.k.a. Commissioner Gordon, a.k.a. Killstroyer, and many other names, uh, Chris Gordon was talking about a woman who spent some time living with him while this woman attended the Lance Storm Academy in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And right now, I have that mysterious woman on the phone with me right now uh, from Vancouver is Sloan. How are you doing, Sloan? 
I'm good. How are you? <laughs> good. Now, I had to give the people some backstory on yes. uh, on they probably haven't even heard the issue, but regardless, uh, they might want to go back and listen to the issue. So, welcome to Talking <laughs> Wrestling. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's great to have you. You are like <laughs> maybe the fifth woman we've had on the show. And wow. It, well, I I know out of like we do, I don't know, we're in we're in our third year, but it's just very hard to get women on the show for some reason and uh I approach them well, all the not, time. That's that, that may that be the many of, No, there's not that many of us. So. No, there's not. Um, but but there's, every yeah, there's way more dudes. Oh, of course. Of course there is. Yeah. And uh so it's number one and I usually have like either I find out if uh some sort of celebrity likes wrestling, then I'll try to get them. Or then right. I mostly being a comedian, I mostly draw from just comedians because most comedians or there's a large amount of comedians that love wrestling. Um, yes, this is true. <laughs> yes, and uh, and and also um, wrestlers. Uh, I I try to book wrestlers or people that are involved in wrestling somehow. So I go to just some ma- kind of connection to wrestling. I get it. Yeah, yeah exactly. I you see. have yeah. yeah. I've had people that know absolutely nothing about wrestling on the show, <laughs> and 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 for some reason, well, and then they're my highest rated episodes ever. Like uh, really, yeah. Rory Scoville does not know anything about wrestling, and nor does he care. But he's <laughs> nice enough and a friend of mine to come on the show and talk gibberish, and those are the highest rated episodes I have. So amazing. But with that said, uh, I my problem is as I approach uh, women wrestlers all the time at indie shows, and I have a really nice business card. And, you know, I'm like, I have, a, but I'm, I'm nervous when I talk to wrestlers in person. I'm like, oh, I'm a, I'm a, uh, and I'm handing them the card. And yeah. uh, maybe that's why they, they, they say, they always say they're interested, but they never actually get, I've never had an email yet where, of any of them getting back to me. So, oh, wow. Yeah. So it's just like, I, I don't know. know what like, that is. Because, like, when, I'm and eventually I'm, I know I'm talking a lot about me right now, but we're gonna it's we got time. Um, <laughs> yeah, we got time. Yeah. So the thing is, is like as a comedian, um, if there are formats where I can go on there and get exposure from anybody's built-in audience that's already there, I'm gonna do right. that. And I don't yeah. understand why more women wrestlers who are out there uh, earlier in their early in their stages or maybe later on or whatever. But I don't understand, or or any or any wrestler for that matter, not just women, because male wrestlers have not. I've pitched shows to certain people, and they say yeah, and then they never get back to me. So, um, you know. So anyway, it's just like maybe it's maybe it's something like women are a little bit more. Uh, maybe they're like a little bit more like thinking about how they're gonna come across on a podcast or something. I feel like dudes are a little bit more reckless. <laughs> well, with. You know what I mean? I've seen plenty of reckless wrestling done by women, and not by. I'm, no, and I, I don't, don't mean wrestling. I don't mean like. I mean... <laughs> yeah, I'm like now. I'm now. I'm like, did you just say women wrestling are crabby? I did not say that. I'm saying like, no. <laughs> I've seen uh, Jody Threat, who is completely oh, yeah. reckless. She's yeah. she's the first person I ever seen to not use thumbtacks, but to use Lego to slam oh, somebody yeah. on. And to no, me, I mean, that's like... way worse. I mean, like, on a podcast, like, how they would come across on a podcast. 
That's what I mean. Not in the ring. <laughs> yeah. No, no. But it's like, but that's up to the person. Like, they can yeah. be in character or they can not be in character. They can choose whatever, mm. whatever they want. If they want to bounce in and out of characters, I'm all for that too. Like, you know, it's, uh, I would love to have someone just come on, like a, a like uh, a heel uh, wrestler, um, you know, female that comes on and just puts me in my place for 25 minutes. <laughs> like, but yet I, one time we had um, Stone Rockwell, who was in, who was with Impact Wrestling for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a, he came on and he wanted to be Stone Rockwell, his character. And I was like, okay, whatever, whatever's good. So we did 15 minutes of him being his character, and uh, it's very interesting. Like, oh yeah, yeah, because like it's it's like you know you can do it for minutes in the ring before your match, but to oh having to stay in that like yeah he had to stay in the character and it was to be honest it was a bit of a struggle (laughs) like (laughs) (laughs) that would be hard for you I think I know because I'm trying to keep it going and I'm like and I'm trying to put in jokes and trying to make him look good but he's like in so in character it's just like he must be thinking about his next line because he's not listening to where the conversation's going. So yeah, he's not being present. He's no, like, no. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. But then you have someone yeah, like, did... yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I cut you well, off. then there's like someone like MJF who is just, he could just be that. Yeah. Sure. And you know <laughs> the what? Whole time. And you know what? It's like, okay. So I would say I'm, I been like not even two years ago. Uh, I'm at like I go to a lot of the shows here in Toronto, mostly Smash Toronto and Greek Town Wrestling and Super Kicked and Destiny Wrestling is just too far for me to get out there. Uh, so I never, even though Destiny books the best shows in Toronto, but um, not that long ago, like less than two years ago, MJF was sitting there selling his autographs with all the other wrestlers. And he wasn't, he didn't, like, he didn't have a big crowd in front of his, you know, table. He was just another regular guy that you, like, as, if you weren't a fan, you were, you would just thought he was a Canadian, like, a Canadian wrestler. Like, there are so many <laughs> yeah. wrestlers I've seen come through Toronto that I thought were Canadian when I first started watching any wrestling. And they're not Canadian at all, they're American. And, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, like, when it first, yeah, it's like, it's crazy. Um, It's like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> You know, who did I thought, oh, my God, I think there's, um, oh, Mark Hastings. I didn't know Mark Hastings was, I saw him in Toronto, and then I went to uh, L.A., and I was at a PWG card in Reseda before they moved, mm-hmm. and uh, Mark Hastings was on the card, and I was like, how the fuck did this Toronto guy get on this card in, like, in, in, in L.A.? And then I realized oh, yeah, they're, they're always coming up here. Well, he always. he's not even Canadian. He's British. I wasn't even right about the. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, that's possible. Yeah. That's possibility. So so anyway, uh, because there's a story about Speedball Bailey, who went down to PWG one time, and then he got I guess he got caught going across the border, and mm. uh, you know you know like because you also used to work in a comedy club, so you know just what it's like being around comics like you can't just cross the border as a canadian entertainer and go to and from america the way no the way they can the way they can do it they can do it with us but it's not really it's not really a two-way street uh, which is kind of bullshit well (laughs) but but hey 
we're working on it. There's there's we're now right. there's now uh you know like not a union but a a foundation or a I don't know what it is. it's it's a CSAC. It's a um it's a group of comedians who are now working towards making it a two-way street as as well oh. as as well as other things like getting Canada uh comedy recognized as an art form in Canada because it's not. Right. So cuz like wouldn't it be great if if Canadian if comedians could apply for granting and funding for tours and stuff like that and do bigger tours. Like Oh yeah. Like if we if we could get the funding by the government to grant us a grant that could put possibly more guys in the theaters where yeah. where we could have the money to book the theaters and then go do it and like start doing stuff like that to build comedy in Canada. Well then that would be fantastic, but you know, it's I don't know. I don't know why it's not considered an art form. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. I don't. I don't get it. I mean, wrestling's the same. Wrestling is well. Wrestling not is taken seriously it, at all. <laughs> wrestling is a subjective art form. That's exactly what it is. And yeah. it's, but it's also a sweet science. So, yeah. you know, it's both. Yeah. Now, uh, I'm a done. Lot of things. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done jabbering about myself. Uh, Sloan, <laughs> on to you now. Okay. Okay. Um. So how did it start? Like how how does one how did how did like why are you a wrestler? What is going on? How what did this happen? How did this happen? <laughs> exactly. I'm like I was like how did we get to rock bottom when you're staring when you're staying with Chris Gordon? That's what we're going to get to. No. Okay. No. Um. No, it's what I wanted to do when I was a kid. Like uh, I don't know, like eight or nine or something was when I decided that this is my thing and. Um, I wanted, yeah, I wanted to do it until I was about 15 because uh, that was when wrestling kind of dipped. changed a little bit. Okay. It dipped, yeah. So I was like, I fell out of love with wrestling. My mom was not, you know, super on board with that idea. So I kind of like, I was like, okay, that was just my little kid dream. That's, you know, yeah, you know, moving, moving on. And then I moved to Vancouver. I'm from Nanaimo moved to Vancouver, started working at the Comedy Mix, and then I was, like, around live performance every night, five nights a week, and, you know, became friends with a bunch of comics and just being around people who were, like, following their dreams. I was like, man, like, what? I've never felt like I did about wrestling about anything else. So I was like, I I think that I have to do this. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. One hundred percent. I'm with you. Yes. Yeah. So I started training about four and a half years ago here in Vancouver, um, and then about a year in, I went to Storms, and uh, yeah, I lived with Chris. <laughs> so okay. So so what now? How old? Okay. So when you're uh, when you're a kid, um, yeah. how uh, how I, how old are you now? If you don't mind asking, I'm, or what is your wrestling age right now? Like how old? <laughs> how old is it? How old does it say you are on the card? You know, does it advertise your age? Or I, I, I don't even. I'm, I'm thirty. I just turned thirty-one like a couple weeks ago. Okay, so you, yeah. yeah. So when you were a kid, you know who was like who was like, what was the wrestler for you that you really oh, were were into? The Rock was my dude. For okay. Sure. And he was full on um, rock, or yes, because nobody liked Rocky Maivia. You was like when he was full no, on rock, was, right? Yeah, 
yeah, yeah. Like um, ninety seven. Oh, yeah. Ninety seven is my favorite year in wrestling. I, I know that sounds <laughs> crazy, but it it is the best Bret Hart year uh, in the WWE, and it like, and it's beautiful because it doesn't even go the full year because there's the assassination of Bret Hart at the I don't even call it screw job. I like to call it an assassination. And <laughs> um and tell her what it is, right? You know, so yeah. uh there's cause, you know, um like yeah, assassination is definitely a, like imagine if they called uh the JFK's assassination the Texas screw job. <laughs> Wouldn't that would oh, be, be like would be amazing. I know, and every time like a Kennedy's brought up, it'd be like I every it always comes back to the Texas screw job and every Kennedy gets upset. <laughs> They're oh, like, I and, wish the world talked like that. And then there that are people who are like, oh, yeah, well, you know the Kennedy uh, screw job was a work, right? You know it never really happened, and Ted Kennedy, I mean, is actually John F. Kennedy. And you're like, what? <laughs> well, they're both dead now. But anyways, um, it would be like all these ridiculous conspiracies. So, But anyway, um, okay, so the rock's on top. So then probably yes. when it dipped was like after the rock left, Stone Cold couldn't wrestle anymore. You know, yes. your, your top guys 100%. are are Chris Benoit, who, as great as a wrestler is, he lacked a lot of personality. And, uh, yeah. you know, and, and this is, yeah, so. Oh, I, I, I remember, like, I remember when The Rock left and then Stone Cold couldn't wrestle anymore. I, like, I remember, like, really struggling because I was like, I'm falling out of love with wrestling right now. Yeah. And it was like, I was really distraught about it. <laughs> I know. It's like Eddie Carrero can only do so much. Like, they lost, <laughs> you know, like, who are going to be the number one guys? And we know, well, we know who it was because Hunter's like, it's me. And, you know, and it, they, 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 the, when the company's on Hunter's back, he wasn't like The Rock or Stone Cold. He just no. was not at their level. It, no. it, it took Shawn Michaels coming back to, you know, but still, it was the damage was done, right? Yeah, so. I had, I had, I probably held on about a year longer than I wanted to, just because I was like hoping for some kind of change. But it was, you know, also going through puberty at the same time. Yeah, it was, you know, it was just like, yeah, this is not my thing anymore. But but it was also um, because there was like really, it was the era where like, well, it was called like the WWE called it the ruthless aggression era, but yes. I really feel like it was the time when uh, independent wrestling had started to sprout all over again. Like, it already had, but more indie wrestling was pr becoming prominent, and it's like, we're, we're, we're quickly on our way to moving towards almost like territories again, where, yes. you know, and where, where it is right now, where it's more like territorial wrestling from the 70s, than it's ever been before because now there are so many places where you can go and wrestle as a professional wrestler and earn money and make money as opposed to going to the WWE. Right. Now, yeah. so, there's so, shows everywhere. Yeah, exactly. And it's fantastic. Like, it's, uh, and there, and a lot of the places share talent the way, the way it used to be. And, uh, Although it's weird, we brought up MJF early, and I always think it's weird because he wrestles in Florida with Major League Wrestling, and uh, he also wrestles with AEW. But yet his he's like 
two different characters. Like, like the character he is in AEW is way higher than the character he is on MLW, and he has different posses. So I just think that's kind of funny when you're watching them both. It's too bad he just couldn't cross over and be the same character. But I guess right. we're not there yet. So no, yeah, because you you know I think like when you're wrestling for a bunch of different promotions, you're just not gonna be the same everywhere you go because it's you know it's kind of yeah it's all different everywhere you go. You know you don't sometimes you're a heel and sometimes you're a face and sometimes you don't know any until you get there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and I'm like so curious to like this weekend. A Wrestle Kingdom, which is like one of my favorite pay-per-views weekends of the year, um, like Chris Jericho is going over there, and uh, this will be like the probably like he's already recreated him like when he when he went started going over to Japan, he recreated himself once again, but now yeah the AEW Chris Jericho is different from the Japan Jericho, so I yeah. don't know if Le Champion is going to go over there. Or if it's going to be the guy from Clockwork Orange, you know, the right. the, the weird Chris Jericho that's just going to brawl through it. Either way, I'm excited because he's probably going to lose the Tanahashi, which means that Tanahashi is going to come to AEW and wrestle for Ooh. the world title on, a, on in America. And they need star power. Their AEW is like, you know, it's fizzled a lot since the beginning and it's like you know they need stars that's the problem is like i think when i was watching like before AEW existed the young bucks were huge stars because every time you saw them wrestle they won and they were on major pay-per-views with other organizations but now they're losing weekly on their own show and it's like you're not helping yourself and you're not helping anyone else i know you're trying to create stars but but it's like it's you're not helping the bucks you know, it's like right. Kenny, yeah, Kenny Omega a year ago was the number one wrestler in the world. He's not that this year. You know, he's no. yeah, yeah. Again, they're trying to put people over by creating stars by losing, but at the same time, it's like, no, now you're being seen weekly. You can't be losing this much. Like, you have to yeah, yeah, value your you. yeah. characters better, right? And I don't know. Yeah, I think that's where they're making a mistake and. And again, I think they do like they do have a lot of indie wrestlers, like a lot of guys that I'm happy to see that are there. But at the same time, they they haven't improved to the level of professionalism that they mm. they haven't stepped up. They're still their indie characters, but they're just on a different level, you know. Except for I don't know, maybe the Blade and the Bunny and uh, the Butcher those guys have stepped up and become different characters and everything. Like I didn't even know the blade was pepper parks. Uh, <laughs> when I first saw him, I was like, and then, Oh shit. Like I've seen all these three people wrestle here in like, they're from Buffalo and they're from Toronto, yeah, yeah. you know, like yeah. I've seen them all wrestle yet. I didn't know who they were when they debuted. So whereas when, uh, evil Uno and, um, and, uh, their other guy, started or the, the guy uh, or Stu Grayson when they first showed up they were like who are they and I was like they're the Super Smash Brothers but I'm sure you can't use that name it's probably <laughs> copyrighted but right now that's who they are you know and because I knew them from Ottawa and from Toronto and uh so I was happy to see them there much like Sunny Kiss I was very happy to see Sunny Kiss go yes but yes. you know it's just like uh I think it's a little 
bit of trial and error, though. It is. Like, I think that, well, of course like, it this is, yes. you know, this, yeah. So I think that it's, um, I think that they listen to the fans and they listen to critique and whatever. So, I, you know, it's, I think it's just going to be a little bit of trial and error. Like, nothing is yeah. solid off the top. But I, you know, I enjoy watching it a hell of a lot more than I like watching Raw or SmackDown. Oh, my God. Well, yes, there's... <laughs> I watch like the last I watched the Rusev wedding, and because I like a good <laughs> wrestling wedding, and they can't even pull off a good wrestling wedding anymore, you know. Oh, I didn't even watch. Like I don't even watch Ron's match, oh, so my I God. don't even know what you're talking about. Well, Rusev, well, Rusev, <laughs> Lana is got married to Bobby Lashley, and uh, but everybody yeah. kept on. It kept on when they said, "Does anybody interrupt this wedding?" Well, it turned out who doesn't interrupt this wedding. Uh, everybody kept interrupting the wedding by saying they slept with Lana, and, um, and oh then, my god! Yes, and then Rusev uh, jumped out of a cake, and, uh, and it was crazy. <laughs> and the the whole time I'm watching this, I'm like, when is Rusev coming out of the cake? Because the cake was huge, and it's like clearly Rusev is in the cake. So yeah, yeah, and uh, and oh man, that is a oh it what was year, it was <laughs> exactly exactly like. I remember when it used to be creative and you open up a gift and a snake would be in the gift. Not Rusev, you know? Like, <laughs> if anything, yeah. you know, it, I don't know. The only thing that could have saved it was if they brought Sandow back and he sang Rusev Day at Lana's wedding or something like that. That would have drove the fans nuts. But Oh, oh. that's too creative, though. Yeah, it is too creative. <laughs> <laughs> so, and possibly impossible to do. So, let's talk about um, can we talk about um, your like how like what it was like at the Lance Storm Academy? Oh yeah, okay. Well, I had a, a bit of an interesting experience because I um, I got concussed. Oh no! Night, yes, the night before I left to go, um, and I was uh, you know naive and stupid, and I didn't um, disclose that to anybody. Yes. And I still went and trained for three months <laughs> with a full-blown concussion. So my experience was pretty rough. Um, but in terms of, like, Lance is great. I love Lance. Like, I r really enjoyed getting trained by him. Um, but my experience was a little bit different <laughs> because of that. Yeah, I would imagine you're, you you had to suffer <laughs> through headaches and... Uh... It just cloudy, like, cloudy judgment and foggy well, I brain. Had like, I had that for like the first month, I would say, close to a month, a little less maybe. And then, um, but it was more of like just like the mental effects that, that you know, happen with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like you're just not yourself for like a, a, a good portion of the time. And um, you kind of need to be yourself when you're trying to, you know, accomplish this kind of dream. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, um, of course. Yeah. So it was like it was it was probably the hardest thing I've ever done. <laughs> well, I would think that. Was, but it, but it should be like like tra you're training to become a pro wrestler. It should not be easy. Like it should be. No, but I mean, because of the element of me being concussed. Yes. I think like because I'd already been training um, for a year prior to that. So I knew what I was signing up for training wise. Mm -hmm. um, and I was actually kind of lucky because everyone, most of everyone in my class 
had never even been in a ring before. Yeah. So it was a pretty beginner class, which was good considering the state that I was in. But um, yeah, no, I'm glad I went. Mm-hmm. I know, like looking back on it, I'm like, man, if I got through that, I can get through anything. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, can you imagine like, not only that, it's like, I think about certain matches where, you know, you can tell guys are concussed and they go ahead and they wrestle the rest of the match or or like um, there's a Super Bowl where the Buffalo Bills were in their second Super Bowl and Jim Kelly, the quarterback, got hit in the second. Uh, he got hit like in the pretty much in the second quarter, like really, really hard. And he was mm. concu- he was concussed. So he played the second half of the Super Bowl with a full on concussion and he after the game when they lost um he didn't show up for his interview he was like three hours late for his interview and uh nobody knew where he was including himself uh Whoa. yeah he did he not remember where he was he couldn't do the interview because he couldn't he couldn't rem- he showed up there by mistake or something like that and he, like he had no idea he had the interview to do he had no idea that he just played in the super bowl <laughs> he was like, he, he, he like, and I'm like, well, fuck, no wonder we lost the game. <laughs> like, well, yeah. on. like, who are the, like, come on, put in the backup already. Like, oh my God. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, but, no, it's, it's rough. It is. It's definitely rough. Um, but I, yeah, I wouldn't do that again. No. Sure. <laughs> well, look at, look at like, um, the, it just happened in the WWE. Uh, Charlotte Flair was, and Becky Lynch were wrestling, um, Oscar and Kerry Sane, and Kerry Sane clearly got concussed during the match, and yet, oh. and yet uh, Charlotte still called like a power bomb spot and power bombed her, and it was like even worse. And it's just like, oh my god! And then it's, and then the fans just took to Twitter. Like, wh- I think the last thing fans want to see is actually is somebody getting hurt in wrestling. This is why we're not UFC fans, you know? Right, right. Like, I can't. I don't want to watch UFC because. I don't want to watch people get hurt. You know, that's, it sounds stupid, but like, I would rather watch wrestling where I know nobody's actually trying to hurt anybody. They're working together to put on a great performance. And that's why I prefer wrestling to UFC. So, yeah, no, yeah, definitely. I feel like fans are a lot more forgiving now than they used to be too. Like if something gets like messed up, like nobody wants the match to continue. Like if someone's hurt, like we got to just stop the match. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, it's crazy. It's uh, yeah, it's crazy to me. Like, you know, it's like as much as I love a good bloody match, you know, like holy cheapers sometimes, or you'll see some, Oh my God. Like I've seen some horrible suicide dives. Like, you know, like if there's one move that I <laughs> wish they could stop, it's suicide dives. I'm, I'm like, I've seen so many bad suicide dives in so many wrestling shows that it's like we just gotta stop, stop with the suicide. <laughs> like, it's not they're there's not suicide so wings. There's suicide dives, and they're worse. You know, so yeah, yeah. yeah. And no, there are too I'm, many. There are too many. Right. Like, like I remember. <laughs> when the undertaker jumping over the top rope into everybody was supposed to be like was once a year type thing or <laughs> you know but now like the worst yeah, spot from up the ante for sure well the worst spot for me in wrestling is the spot where the seven wrestlers are outside the ring 
waiting for the suicide dive. I hate that. Oh, oh, I got you, yeah. And it, Or waiting yeah. for the moonsault off the top rope outside. And they're all waiting there to catch the person, but nobody's fighting and they're all looking, waiting for the... I was like, you're not supposed... To, it's supposed to be more organic than this. You're, you're supposed to be fighting and then look and then boom and then catch it. You know, you... You can't be just you're just all waiting for the it just it doesn't look and that's what it's become is the it's just a bunch of people waiting for the spot to happen so nobody gets hurt. But yeah. It looks like okay, I, let's, I got you. Let's stop. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it happens hard to make oh, it's, it's hard, hard to make that fluid because you A don't wanna not catch the person and if you're the person actually doing it, like you want that person to be looking at you when you're going. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But, you know, if you just cut out the dives, <laughs> we take away that whole scenario. <laughs> no and, more and, dives. Well, not, not any more dives. Like, <laughs> Orange Cassidy can still do it because he has to because that's his gimmick. Like, hands, right. hands in the pocket. Like, that's insane. That is, like, so insane. But but crazy. So now, you know, so now where do you wrestle now? Like, how many years ago was the Academy and where are you now in your career? So I, after Storms, I ended up doing um, this little mini documentary for TELUS, um, kind of about the beginning of my journey, but I was still concussed, and it was... (laughs) (laughs) Are you... Wait, 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 wait. (laughs) Are you concussed right now? No. Okay, 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 just making sure. This is 2016, so I... Wait, wait, no, you are concussed if you think this is 2016. No, we are in 2020. We are in a new decade. No, I'm talking about 2016. I know we're not there. We are in 20. I'm four <laughs> years later than you. We are. Your concussion is thinking that it's two. It's four years ago. No, I'm joking. Okay, so <laughs> we oh are in God. 2016. Wink. Okay, let her go on. Um. So I get home and. I, when I was, because I didn't really know what was going on with me, because I've never been concussed before. I didn't really, I didn't really know how much it was that, because I was also like living in a new place. Yes. Um, and Chris was gone all the time, so like the one person I was friends with wasn't really around. No, he's and, he's he's a sword salesman. He's got to get out there and yeah, sell swords. <laughs> exactly. So he was never, he was never, he was home like maybe a couple times, but overall like. He wasn't around. So I was like, I spent a lot of time alone in this new city that I, yeah. And then I had the concussion and I, this, you know, going to training every day. And it was, it was a rough experience. So I thought that when I got home, I'd feel better. Yeah. And when I got home, I didn't feel any difference. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I was like, okay. So this is a concussion then. <laughs> And um, I got approached by these dudes who were making or trying to make a documentary for TELUS. And um, I, yeah, I signed up to do this thing. So then I had these dudes following me around for like six months when I was, you know, about half that time I was still, you know, not 100%. Yeah. And I, what I really need to do is take a break and take time off but i didn't do that like i got home started doing this documentary and was wrestling you know as much as i possibly could which was not good for me yeah (laughs) it was not good um and then it got to a point where i was getting hurt 
in every match. Um, and my body was starting to like really reject doing this. And um, by the, the last match that I filmed for the documentary, I, it was so crazy because I'm like about to have this documentary put out about me. And I'm like, I don't even know if I want to wrestle anymore. Like I didn't, I wasn't sure. So it was, it was a really weird experience to have this put out. And I'm actually in a state of mind where I'm like, I don't know that I even want to do this. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was crazy. Cause I didn't like, I wasn't on top of the momentum that that could have carried me through because I was like, I, I'm not sure that I want to do this. And I took, I took, probably like eight months off um wow. when that documentary ended um and i wasn't sure if that i was gonna, ever gonna get back in the ring um because i initially i was like oh, i'm just gonna take a month off to gather my thoughts or whatever and then once i took that month off i was like oh i need i need some time off like i just knew that i wasn't ready and then I, you know, enjoyed whatever time off I had. And I, but I, I couldn't let go of it. Yeah. Like it just kept coming. I just was like, man, is that, is that going to be my wrestling story? Like, is that what I'm going to look back on and be like, well, you know, like I, it feels like it, it was such a, it was a rough start. And um, I didn't look back on it in a, in a good way. It wasn't a, a, happy memory for me and I was like that's not something I want to I don't want to look back and think about wrestling like that um so I decided to get back in the ring and that was about two years ago now yeah when I started getting back in the ring and it was a completely different experience once I got back in it was so crazy and has been ever since that's it was just yeah, <laughs> that's crazy and that's fantastic because it's very similar. Um, when I started comedy, I I I started in '94, but mm. in '96 I got frustrated and I quit. And then in '90, late '96, '97, uh, or late '96, early '97, um, I start. My friends talked me back into coming back, and I started back up. And then, um, yeah, and everything was different. And, uh, right? It was, yeah. Yeah, I immediately started <laughs> to, like, you know, um, I started doing way better. And, uh, yeah, and, like, well, it was, like, really, it, things started happening really quickly for me. Like, I was getting, like, every year there was a big progression in my, in my comedy. Right. And I think yeah. I think that's that's pretty much the same for you. Like you can't, you know, you know. They say let something oh. go, and if it comes back, well, then you know it's meant to be, right? For sure. I I knew like the first three months that I, you know, took a break. I I was pretty certain I wasn't getting back in the ring. And then after that three months, I just was like I I couldn't let go of it. And I was like I I knew that at some point I'd be getting back in the ring. Um, having match, having matches was like a different thing. So I was like, I just got to get back in the ring and see what this is like. And then I, you know, started going to training again and it was just a completely different experience. And I was like, it was just so different. And, and, and I, I'm like, can you imagine if I had not 
gone back into the ring like that it just it boggles my mind it's like you know i think it's really important that you take those moments to like step back yeah because if you didn't you'd be working at the comedy mix having matches with kevin banner instead of (laughs) (laughs) instead of uh actually in the ring having matches with well with kevin banner in the ring no either way you know so yeah yeah Yeah, exactly like you it's best to and I'm glad I'm glad to see see that you you've pursued it. So that's fantastic. Yes, um, but I re- I wrestle now um, in uh, mostly just in BC right now. A uh, couple one offs here and there in other places, but um, yeah, it's it's mostly just around here right now. Um, I just came up with my character this year, okay, which is just. That's probably the biggest progression uh, for this year, um, because when I was doing that documentary, like it was that there was so much pressure around that for them to like help me figure out my character, and that's yeah. just not something you can rush. No. Um, and I just knew that I had this character in me, but I I couldn't really describe it to people, and I didn't know how to like break it all down, because um, it's just me it's an extension of me um but i didn't know what that looked like or sounded like or moved like i didn't know any of that so it i pretty much put all my focus in that last year and then finally everything kind of clicked this year early this year that's fantastic Actually, like right around the time the mix closed <laughs> oh yeah yeah which is a, a sad day for well just for everybody in vancouver i'm mostly comics um, yeah, I miss, I miss it. I I definitely miss it. Well, um, it was a, a great job. I I enjoyed it. Oh, last time I was there was 2016, right before the election, and uh, I like I like is well. I used to play it when it was Yuck Yucks, and then because uh, I was Yuck Yucks guy, but then when I left right. Yuck Yucks, um, uh, Matt Wall went back to the laugh shop in Calgary. So my in was like gone, so I had to start over. And then once I get in, this guy would leave, and then I have oh, to start over. Yeah. And then oh, right. yeah. you know, so by the time I got through with Kelly, he finally brought me in the headline. And it's not like all it takes is one moment to wreck to wreck five shows. So like right. I was on, and it was like the like. All the shows were fantastic, and I was on a show like with three headliners. So they had like. Charlie Demers was hosting, and uh, Tamar uh, Katan from America was middling, who's usually a, ho- a headliner as well, and I was headlining, and everything was fine and dandy, but then on the last show, uh, on the Saturday night, this guy was constantly heckling the show, like, underneath, like, the last would happen, and then before you go on to the next joke, it's kind of like the guy that says jackass in Happy Gilmore, it's like, he'd mm. say, say something funny. Like and we're just not, oh. and you could hear it, but not everybody could hear it. And he was also part of a party of like thirty, so uh, it was like everybody ignored it pretty much the whole show. <laughs> and then finally, yeah. with three minutes left, I was like, okay. So then I was like, uh, I'll just do a couple more jokes. I'm just trying to figure out what I want to do for you for the last three minutes. And then the guy says, "Say something funny," and then I like snapped in my brain, and <laughs> I was like. You know, and I said, you know what? You've been saying that the entire show while everybody else has just been laughing. 
but it's clearly that you haven't found something to laugh at. So for the rest of the show, I will give you what you want, and I will say something funny. So for the last three minutes, I just started saying something funny repetitively over and over and over in the mic. And oh. and like three minutes is a long <laughs> time. Yeah, that's and, a long time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, and people were laughing, but people were like, what the fuck is going on? And I, yeah. then I would go to the person in the audience, I'm like, what kind of joke would you like to hear? And I put the mic in their face, and just as, be, as they about to say something, I take the mic away, and I'd say, "Say something funny." And then and they would laugh, and like I was still made fun. Of. And then I walked off the stage, and I had the mic with me in the back, and I was like, "Say something funny, say something funny." And Charlie was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And then I just held to my hand through the curtain, and I did a mic drop. And mic drops are cool. Like somebody else has said this before, and so it's not mine. But mic drops are cool when you're a black guy. But when you're a white guy, <laughs> it is not cool to do a mic drop. It's like if a black guy does a mic drop, the show went well. If a white guy does a mic drop, it didn't go so good. <laughs> so I do the mic drop. Fucking Charlie has to go up and be like, There's, the audience doesn't know what to fucking think. And then uh, the worst thing happens. One of the waitresses says, somebody's here to see you. The guy's wife comes backstage and starts to thank me for belittling her husband and everybody thinks it's great and blah and that's exactly what he wanted, which made me even more upset. And <laughs> and I was oh like God. Yeah, and, and then I was and Kelly was right there cleaning the popcorn machine and I was like, You need to leave. You need to just leave me alone right now. Please leave. And she's like, No, I just think everything I'm like, No, 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 no. I was like, Your husband ruined the show and he's an idiot. And I hope you never come back here. If you come back here, my name's on the sign. Turn around and walk away. I was like, I do not come back here. And it was like, and so uh, it turns out I, I would never be back <laughs> after that <laughs> night. And I was like, would suck because like definitely a dramatic uh, yeah last show to have for sure. Oh yeah, it was like it takes yeah. a long time where like I just immediately went up to my room, changed out of my stinking clothes. That I that I bombed in, and it wasn't even bomb. It was like a great show for for strange. three minutes. The last three minutes wrecked the entire weekend, and I was never back. So when I closed, I was like, finally. So you know, whatever. <laughs> someone someone else will open up a club soon, anyway. So um, I don't know. I well, don't know. New Westminster's changing, but that's well. Oh, that's New West. Yeah, I know exactly. That's what that's what you that's what you say to Vancouver people. You're like, I'm playing Vancouver. Where? I'm at Laugh Line. They're like, that's New West. I'm like, oh, can we stop being so snobby? Can we stop? Can you just hop on a fucking SkyTrain? So, because <laughs> nobody, and the answer is no, we can't. No, uh, we can't. <laughs> <laughs> so, who is, uh, like, so, um, who is, who's your best match with? Who do you enjoy working the most with? And who do you want to work with in the future? Ooh. Um, <clears throat> I train with uh, <clears throat> Nicole Matthews. Okay. Um, you know who Nicole Matthews is? Do I? Yeah. Should I? I don't know. I'm, I feel I'm, like you should. I, I feel well, like you should. <laughs> I will. I will after this conversation. So. Okay. Yes. Well, okay. Nicole Matthews. She was in the the second uh, the second Mayon Classic. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, I train. She lives here. I train with her, and her and I have not had a match. Since 
uh, July 2016. We just like, you know, we have not had a match. And I have two matches with her in like two or three weeks' time. And I am absolutely pumped because we train together all the time. We just have not been booked for a match together. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so I'm really pumped about that. Um, that's on the island in Victoria and then Nanaimo. Awesome. Um, for VIPW, which is Vancouver Island Pro Wrestling. Um, and uh, who's my favorite match? Hmm. Well, I've, I've got, like, different matches. Like, I like different matches for different reasons. Um, I had a match with Elsie, Ladies' Choice. You okay. know Travis. You know Travis Waters, do you? No, I don't. I don't think so. What? Get on top of this stuff. Get out of town. Uh, he's like, <laughs> he's uh, he's like an old school wrestler. Okay. Um, hey, you see this dude? He's also a comic here in Vancouver. So, anyway, um, Travis and what's his last name? Travis Waters. Okay. Travis Waters, but his worker name is the Lady's Choice. Okay. And um, but everyone just calls him LC. But I had my first match back with him. Um. And that kind of that match kind of set the tone for the second half of my wrestling journey because it was it was like the perfect first match back to have. You know what I mean? Like it yeah. was just yeah that 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 will always stick out in my mind um, as being one of my favorites because um, it was such a different experience for me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what was the other? Who did you ask me? And who, who would you, you like to work? Me? Who do you who would you like to work there in the future with? Um, <clears throat> do you prefer having intergender matches as opposed to just female matches? No, I like both. Okay. I I I, I really I really enjoy both. Um, I think that there's, you know, I'm I'm not. I think it's important for like women to wrestle women, um, consistently, but. Because I feel like, you know, it builds, we build each other up that way. Mm-hmm. Um, not relying on dudes to have a good match, but. <clears throat> well, that year, it's, the, it's, that, that era is gone. Like, that is, that, yeah, that yeah, is yeah. over. We are in the best era for women's wrestling ever. It, where I, I know. Where is like, uh, like, look at the best thing on Raw and SmackDown mostly is usually the women's matches. Like honest to God, Actually, like you're right. You're right. Yeah, you're totally right. Yeah, they're they're you know like uh, Charlotte Flair is still Charlotte Flair. Um, Becky Lynch is still riding the tide that she got from like the Nia Jax wave. That's what I call it. Like, where's Nia yeah. Jax? Like, yeah. Like if 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 Becky got all this heat for getting her nose busted. Why isn't why isn't Nia Jax back, and why aren't they capitalizing off of her new right fist, which she, she should just use Big Show's fist, like punch in the face for her, like her her new move, like take advantage of that. Right. Like I would yeah. call her punch the man maker because she made the man with the one busted nose. <laughs> you know, and yeah, she just true, and they, yeah. and she and and right before that, she threw Dean, she attacked Dean Ambrose in the Royal Rumble. Like people, people forget about what Nia was doing because she's a very sloppy wrestler. But right with that, but that said, yeah, she's she? got a lot of heat to come back <laughs> with if she wants to come back with. And as far as I'm right. concerned, my God, I'm in love with Ronda Rousey. 
I like loved. <laughs> I went to Staples Center and Survivor Series to watch a rest shattered flair. I'd never been more upset with a finish with a finish in a match where they disqualified Charlotte for using a kendo stick. I'm like, don't fucking put them underneath the ring if you don't want them being used. Like, stop it. Like, <laughs> like, like, I'm like, I'm like, how come a guy can can go out there and put a, they're, they're a wrestler through three different tables, use five different chairs and a kendo stick, and the match still goes on, but Charlotte come be, wrestles. Like a man, I'm sorry that say that, but like she pulls out the candlestick like she's you know the Sandman and oh, yeah, delivers. She a, went to town. She went to town, and it's a disqualification. Well, Ronda Rousey can take it. Like I oh, was yeah. so upset at the non-finish of that match, and it was the best match of the night. It was the best match of the night. Well, Daniel Bryan Brock was amazing, but they had a ball shot. I'm a, I'm really against ball shots. Um. Like every time Brock wrestles a smaller guy, there's always going to be a shot to the nuts at some point, and right. it drives me insane. I'm like, think of something new, think of something better, and <laughs> it's, something. It's new. overused for sure. It, it needs, to, yeah, yeah. It's overused. But so I feel like a lot of shit is overused. Oh, of course. Have I talked about yeah. suicide dives? Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was joking. So now my question is, let's say you get to the point in your career. Where you have to face Joey Ryan. Now, <laughs> now are are you going are you going are you going to take the dick flip? What's going to happen? What, I'm not even concerned about the dip the dick flip. I don't like the breast plaques at all. Uh, like the breast plaques <laughs> seems to me be way more offensive than the dick flip because at least the dick flip you have the option of whether you're going to try to touch the dick, whereas the breast plaques he just grabs you by the tits and fuck you're gone head over heels. So, yeah, I just think, you know, Joey Ryan is a sleaze that cannot be trusted. And, uh, <laughs> of course, I'm keeping in character here. I love Joey Ryan. Uh, I, I love everything he does. And uh, But I've seen some great matches. Like, he recently wrestled the NWA world champion. Um, now, I'm blanking on her name, which is terrible. And uh, I should be Googling it right now. But, but anyway, regardless, the part of the match was before the match started – she made a speech about um, equality and women's rights and wrestling and all this and sexuality and harassment and said by no point, uh, you know, in this match will she do anything without consent. And uh, hello. Sorry about that. Uh, no, yeah, yeah. So anyways, we were talking about uh, Joy Ryan and whether you would take the dick flip or not. And uh, then we were cut off. Uh, I would imagine by the power of Joy Ryan's penis probably did not like where the conversation was going and uh <laughs> clearly his dick flip is that powerful it can just flip off at&t connections or wherever and uh it's a scary thing when something like that it, happens it hurt us it hurt us talking <laughs> i know it's like i don't know that's what they good. call it that what it's called i know it's not the macho mandela effect that's something else but there is uh you know it, it's definitely weird it's definitely weird i definitely feel like uh, Joey Ryan was listening to us, or maybe his penis was either. But anyway, uh, regardless, <laughs> um, RJ City embraced his penis one time here in Toronto. They became friends. They sang a duet. It was beautiful. And I thought, uh, you know, and that whole idea of embracing it, I thought was a genius because, you know, if somebody can embrace, just, you know, whatever. There's so many ways that you can you can play it. Like, it, it doesn't, you know. Yeah. There's it, so many... It, there's so many ways you can get creative with with 
when someone has like a shtick like that, there's just like all these different ways you can play it. Yeah, one hundred percent. So yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, now, uh, who do you? So you have any matches coming up? Um, I am, no besides the so two have, that you already mentioned, but uh, right. I am doing um the Northern Death Tour. Well, oh, um, like the, like uh, on you're driving on uh, frozen ice water roads lakes, and, ice yep, roads, all that. Yeah, I, yeah, that's in February, um, uh, for two weeks. Crazy. Um, uh, I yeah, I know. But fun, <laughs> it's fun. I, there was a whole but documentary it, on it. It'll be uh, an experience, and I will be a stronger woman on the other side of it. <laughs> oh yeah, and these yeah. and these uh. These, um, the townships that you'll be going to and the reserves, uh, they, the people will appreciate it so much. Like, yeah, you have no idea what it's like until you have to pay eight dollars for bread. How great it is to have entertainment in your town. Like, everything has to get flown up there. So it's, uh, it's, right. inc- it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. So, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, it's going to be an experience. Yeah, but and I like my gut reaction when I got the offer for it. I was like, "Oh God, no!" But then I was like, "That means I have to do it." <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like yeah. it's gonna, it's the type of thing where you're gonna pay. Like, it feels like you're paying your dues uh, or whatever. It's like, you know, because I've taken. Oh my God, I've taken some shitty gigs in my time, but you know, yeah. if it does, like I know this sounds so cliche, but what doesn't break you makes you stronger, and everything you have is experience and for sure and like my main thing is like i want to go because it's really rare that you get the opportunity at this level to wrestle that many days in a row yeah um yeah so like a lot of the time i you know it's a week two weeks three weeks between matches for me and that's just too long yeah Uh, so i that's the main reason I'm taking it because I'm like, I just want to have that many matches in a row. Um, cause that's just a, a completely different ball game. Yeah. You're going to have to start touring like a comedian pretty much or you're just going to have to go to like, have you thought about coming out to Ontario at all? Yes. I was just in, um, I was just in Winnipeg, uh, like at the beginning of December, mm-hmm. um, for, they have a promotion out there, WPW, um, which was great. Yeah. They have great. Yeah. That, that was a really, I was very impressed with that promotion. And, um, and uh, Jody threat was on the show and um, Alexia Nicole. I know her. Yes. The bubblegum yeah. princess. Yes. yes. She's, uh, so she's also show. great. Yes. Yeah. They were, they were great. Um, I, yeah. And so they both live in Toronto and they're just telling me kind of about the scene there. And I was like, Oh man, I really got to, get out there because i feel like in vancouver it's kind of a bit of like a black hole here where it's like we're kind of really separated from everywhere else yeah it's like nobody really knows what's going on up here mm-hmm. <laughs> um no in toronto to like toronto or something yeah look at toronto you come out to toronto and like just in toronto alone like what i said super kicked destiny as uh, uh smash greek town um then you have barry wrestling uh which is up in barry you have a1 in hamilton 
You have a, a Chinlock in Kingston, uh, up in Ottawa, A1, uh, no, A1, uh, C4. And a, a lot of these, and then in Montreal, you have the Montreal Wrestling, and they all share the same wrestlers. Like, all the same wrestlers wrestle, like, this circuit at, that they've kind of created. And it's through Smash and Greek Town and uh, not necessarily Greek Town. Greek Town kind of does its own thing, but um, but definitely like I think there's a lot more opportunity, most likely in Ontario right now than there For is sure. out there. Um, Agreed. Yeah, and uh, and Ontario's not that bad. It's cold in the winter, but you know it's uh, Toronto is one of the best wrestling towns in in North America. I would say like. You know, I go to all these cards, and they're all, they're all like packed rooms for, but the room is the right size for the, you know, for the show. Right. Like yeah, it's, yeah. you can, you know, you're not in a lot of empty arenas, but you're in a lot of like, Greek Town has got two rooms they can run in, and they're in a church basement, and it's fantastic. Smash runs in a bar, it's great. Super Kick runs in a bar, it's awesome. You know, and uh, and and they bring in great wrestlers too. So, because that's all like in comedy, it gets it gets exciting when when I'm like you know when I'm working in a bill, and all of a sudden, um, you know, turns out I get the sheet and I'm hosting for Norm Macdonald. That's a great right. you know that to me is great. Like that's the great thing about being in Calgary or Vancouver is they get American comics to come up all the time. Like a great American comics that come up all the time, and you want to be on those shows just so you can work underneath these great comics and learn from them. Like you right, know, yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah. and and I think I would think that it would be the same. Well, look at MJF got discovered in Hamilton, Ontario, because Cody Rhodes came up and did a show with him, and Cody took a liking to him. That's oh, wow. that's what yeah. happened. MJF was up in Canada, fucking, you know, taking gigs like a comic, and he just happened to be on the right gig at the right time where the right star showed up, took a liking to him, and you know, and it happens the same in comedy, like, you know, yeah, totally, yeah, like Chris Gordon has been so lucky to have so many good friends that that he has down in L.A. Like, you know, I remember the first time he got on the Laugh Factory. I'm like, how'd you get on there? He's like, oh, Bob Saget referenced me. And I'm like, don't say it like that. <laughs> I was like, you don't downplay it that you that you stuck up a friendship with Bob Saget and now he gets oh you spots at the God. Laugh Factory, you know? Like, Jordan is so funny. I know, but he's like, oh, <laughs> this is what... We went to the hockey game recently. And he's like, you can't wear that Islanders hat. And I'm like, I'm an Islanders fan and I'm here to ch- boo John Tavares. And John Tavares was playing for the Leafs, so I hate the Leafs. And he uh, he goes, yeah, but we might be going down into the uh, dressing room after. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know? And he's like, I'm friends with the Calgary Flames. I'm like, the whole team? He's like, yeah, <laughs> I am. Like, I didn't know about this gig that he did with the Calgary Flames where him and Chris Griffin did a gig together, and now they're best friends with the Flames. Like, how ridiculous is that? A whole uh, hockey team. He lives a funny life. Oh, yeah, he does. He does. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, no, I want to come out to Toronto. I think, like, um, 
Yeah, I definitely want to come out to Toronto. I've got and I've got like a bunch of friends out there too. Yeah, uh, um, you got me. So, so I'm out I've, here. I've got you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm friends with uh, Kate Davis. Fan- Kate Davis. Oh yeah, and there's well, there's a ton of Toronto comics that have went out through, you know, the mix. So and Kate's out here yes. and like, so if you don't have it in wrestlers, you have it in comics, and you know, and like there are a lot of comics that can take you. Like I could take you to Greek Town and introduce you to Channing Decker and to Nug Nagarag and to all the people that are in charge over there, and I could also do that with you at Smash because I've had Tyson Dukes and uh, you know several of the other wrestlers there on the show as well. So you know, like anything that I could do to help to get you out here, you know, uh, is not a problem. So sweet, yeah, awesome, but yeah, no, I think I, I want to like do that in the summer. I think yeah. Yeah, well, last yeah. summer was amazing. We had SummerSlam here. Oh, it's so good. Oh, like, man, yeah. Like, just the cards, like, all the shows that come around. Like, when the WWE comes to town for a big show, all these little shows pop up, and it's the little oh, shows right. yeah, yeah. that are amazing. I was at a Smash versus Progress show, and Progress mm-hmm. was just like watching NXT UK. Like, Tony Storm was on the show. She was fantastic. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Who else? Um Cheapers. Oh, like Jordan Devlin, uh, Mustache Mountain, Walter. Uh, the card was just like a stacked show from NXT guys over in the UK versus the regular Toronto guys I watched every month. But the matches were incredible. And, oh, you I know, bet. And then uh, Shimmer was there as well. So they had all this amazing women's wrestling as well. As well oh, as, yeah. oh, my God. it was It was crazy. Who do you think? I think uh, Nicole. Nicole was on that show. She was on that show, and so was Bull Nakano, uh, who's tiny now. Not like she was at WrestleMania with Alondra Blaze, but she's tiny. Uh, yeah, well, Alexa Nicole is like a regular Toronto. No, no, no. I'm, I said. Oh. Uh, or your friend Nicole? Nicole. Yeah, oh. Nicole Matthews was on that. She show. probably was. I can't even remember everybody that was on the show because there were so many she new wrestled, women. She uh, wrestled. She um, wrestled Nicole Savoy. Okay, yeah, I probably do. Like, I don't remember the match, but I was there, so. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. You, you should get on top of that. <laughs> I should get on top of that. Well, not on top of that, but you know, I know what you mean. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, so, so the, yeah, because I was, there was just, uh, that's the great thing about WWE. When they come to town, everybody follows, so it's exciting. Yeah, um, that's true. Now, what do you have coming up? We already asked you that. We already got that. We have some yeah. shows coming up. You're going up death north. Tour. Uh, the <laughs> death tour. Well, let's don't don't take it so literal. Um, no, but it's actually called that. <laughs> I I know, but the but yeah, the wrestling, the death tour. Um, everybody pray for me. <laughs> everybody, yes, please pray, and um, we will. When Sloan comes to Toronto in the summer, we'll have her on. She can tell us about the death tour, and uh, and anybody that you're wrestling at the time. We can actually do it in studio, so we can bring them in and because yeah. uh, we do have an actual Never Sleeps Network studio that uh, oh, you sick. know is not in my bedroom; it's in someone else's. So, but it's uh, he's <laughs> good mic equipment that doesn't shut off in the middle of an interview. So, good stuff like that. Um, yeah. So, where can the fans find you online? And uh, and we'll just go out uh, on that. Um, uh, my Instagram. That's 
the main my main form of social media. I'm not that great at social media. To be no, honest. I noticed because um, I typed in female wrestler Sloan, and it, your your Instagram says the only uh, Sloan. Uh, yeah, but you're not. There's another female wrestler from Calgary, or I mean from Alberta, and uh, her name is Kenya, Kenya, Kenya Sloan, but she's an actual wrestler, right. and she's had like 43 victories. So I was like, like oh, like like an actual, you know. yeah, like a Greco-Roman right. type thing. So right. yeah, okay. yeah. Um, no, the, the it's I only put the only because it's Sloan was taken. I think probably by that band. Oh, um, fucking band! God damn it! <laughs> I was gonna say yeah, the girl on the girl on a lot of things. The girl on Entourage. Oh, her too. Damn yes. it! So no, no, but that, but I no, I got uh, the inspiration. She was one of the inspirations for that name. Yes, her well, and um, uh, Chris Murphy, Paris Bueller's girlfriend. Oh, was she Sloan as well? Her name was Sloan. Yeah. I never even noticed that. I never knew that. I just yeah. knew the rock band Sloan, and then Sloan from Entourage, who's also Canadian, and now you. But yeah, now, no. the girl that dated the uh, well, it's uh, it, you know what it means. No, I don't. What does the it mean? The name means it means warrior. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh wow, wow. Yeah, I know. So, oh my God, <laughs> what if? Okay, well, what if you just change your name to instead of only? How about this, Ultimate Sloan? <laughs> and then uh, you paint maybe. your face. How about that? No. Oh, that's like a whole other thing that I don't want to have to take on. <laughs> I shaved my head so that I didn't have to do my hair and having to like paint my face. Oh, I th- see. Now I totally looked into it and I thought, oh my God, she shaved her head to be like Sigourney Weaver Ripley, who is this courageous female warrior who battles aliens. And uh, and then you're like, eh, I just saved it because I didn't want to call it. So <laughs> I was like, okay, well maybe go with my story. Uh, so yeah, I, I thought. I also feel like I've been taken more seriously now that I've shaved my head. Well, yeah, it's, you look yeah. a lot meaner. Like you like I it comes. You like like not meaner, but like you know you look. No, I looked I looked too nice before. Yes, definitely looked too yeah. nice. I went through your Instagram, and you definitely. You know, went through a change. <laughs> I know you went from mean to this hot blonde, and what happened? No, no, no. It's vice versa. <laughs> I went. I scrolled down. I should be scrolling up. So, but no, you. It, it's, it's quite the transformation. It you is, do. Uh, you look yeah. like a, you look like a whole different person, actually. So right? yeah, and you do look more yeah. like a wrestler that uh, that you don't want to wrestle. That's what. That's what you know. You like. Are you? Yeah, you like you don't even find out with your heel or face, right? You don't even know. So until I, yeah, I prefer being heel, but um, I I'm good with both. Yeah, you know, but that's I think everyone has like a bit of a, a you know, one that they prefer or that they're more comfortable doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm definitely more comfortable. Awesome. Being a heel, yeah, I prefer being booed. <laughs> <laughs> As, as weird as that is. <laughs> so, folks, you've been listening. To, it's, 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 <laughs> we're an hour and three minutes into the show. It's 2016, and Sloan is on the show. She prefers to be booed, and, uh, you know, it's like, it's, like, it's 2020. <laughs> yes, in hindsight, we should have did this last year. Uh, or in hindsight, we should have did it four years ago. Um, 
So Sloan is on the IG, the only Sloan. Check the her out on Instagram Sloan, yeah. and add her and uh, follow her. And, uh, you know, and uh, go see her when she's in your town. Hopefully be in Toronto soon. But yes, if you're going to be up north in goal. any of the death towns. <laughs> you, death towns? You know, yes, yes. If you're going to be, if your town has 30 people, you might have wrestling coming. Check check your local high school gymnasium. So, or just to <laughs> check wherever it's going to be. In church, wherever. Who knows? Yeah. Um, Sloan, thank you for coming on the show and uh, being with us today. Uh, we hope to have you again on the show, and uh, we hope you make it through your trip. And uh, thanks again to uh, yeah. for having us on Talking Wrestling. Uh, yeah, thank you for having me. Awesome. And, folks, thank you for letting us put a headlock on your ears. Until next time, uh, this has been Talking Wrestling, and uh, we'll talk at you next week, uh, probably with the Royal Rumble preview. It's got to be coming up soon, I swear to God. Have a good day. We'll talk to you next week. Bye now. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com.